The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and on the third day be raised. Then he said to all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there from one to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit himself? The Gospel of the Lord. Scripture has an uncanny ability to speak to us, especially in our difficult times. It's utterly amazing. Sometimes, have you ever, have you ever been at Mass and the reading is exactly what you needed to hear? It happens all the time because, as we know, our Lord himself says that the Scripture is itself a two-edged sword and speaks more eloquently than anything. This particular gospel reading, every time I hear it, it's, it's like a time machine. I think back to the summer of 2004, August. I'm about to ship off the seminary for the first time. Because every seminarian, when you go to the seminary, you have to report in mid-August. And I go on this retreat. It was north of San Francisco, Marin County. It was a young adult retreat, and I went there. Just a, one last retreat before I, I leave. My, my, my bags are already packed in my house. I gathered my belongings. I was getting ready to move up to seminary. I was going to Mount Angel, which is just an hour south of Portland, more or less. And I go on this retreat. And I'm hit in the chest. It was, it was like, a, like somebody had just hit me with a wave of doubt. What are you doing? Are you really going to go into seminary? Are you really going to be celibate? Are you All of these doubts just started hitting me, wave after wave after wave. And in fact, it was at this time period, I heard the devil's voice. I had a dream, and I knew it was the devil. And he said to me in my dream, you don't have to enter into seminary. You don't have to serve God this way. You could do, he said, you can serve God in any other way. You don't have to do this. And then I woke up the next day and said, yeah, you're right. See, see what he does? He always places doubt in us. And so I'm sitting there in this retreat, and I'm, and I'm doubting God. I'm saying, God, what did I just do? Did I really just break up with this girl that I thought I was going to marry? Am I really going to enter the seminary and give my life for the next eight years to more school? I was fresh out of college by this time, and then the, the daunting task of eight, eight more years of school didn't look appealing. <laughs> and then I went to Mass at that retreat. And this was that gospel. 
So I'm sitting there in the back, just, just all these doubts. And then this line it was as if Jesus was speaking to me directly. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. That last line, at that moment, the doubts all vanished. You see, in the Christian life, there is a dynamic. It's counterintuitive. Jesus says, if we want to find our deeper, truest life, we must first give it away. Do you see how opposite that logic of the world is? Because what does the world keep telling us since we were kids? If you want to find your life, get it for yourself. Acquire more. And Jesus says, no, exactly, it's the opposite. You want to find your life, lose it. And the great saint today perfectly lived this out. So today we honor St. Polycarp. St. Polycarp was the Bishop of Smyrna, what's now in modern-day Turkey on the West Coast. What's amazing about Polycarp was, was that he was a disciple of St. John himself. So when we read the words of Polycarp, we are one generation removed from Jesus, just one. He was trained himself by the beloved disciple. Utterly amazing. He was ordained by John. And so St. Polycarp was a bishop, and what irritated the Roman Empire at this time, the emperor was Emperor Diocletian, and what was irritating about us Christians to them was that we refused to honor the other gods. We said, no, all your other gods, your Zeuses, your Mercuries, your Mars, they're all fake. They're all not real. And so we refused to honor them. We said, there's only one God, Jesus Christ. And Polycarp refused to renounce our Lord. He would be martyred at the age of 86, in the year 155. It is said that the Roman legionaries bursted into his house, and they thought they were going to find some humongous revolutionary. Instead, they saw an 86-year-old skinny old man. So you can imagine, here are these Roman legionaries decked out in full armor, thinking they were going to arrest some, some zealot. And they come in, and there's an old man sitting on a chair. <laughs> and they said to themselves, this is the man that we're here to arrest? This old man? He's the one causing all of this trouble? <laughs> Polycarp would be burned on a pyre of wood. As the Romans were tying him, they were going to nail him to the pyre because you can imagine when we light somebody on fire, their tendency is to jump out of that fire. It's painful, of course. Polycarp reportedly said, save your nails. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to renounce my Lord. Do what you have to do. And it said the eyewitnesses he just stood there as the Roman legionaries lit the fire and he calmly was burned to death. Polycarp lost his life that day. 
in the eyes of the world. But he gained something much more beautiful. And that was, this is what Lent is all about. As we pray more, fast more, and give more of our wealth away, in the eyes of the world, we're, we're idiots. Ah, but as Christians, we know the secret. We know we are gaining much more.